You're listening to the podcast of Williamsburg Christian Church, a community of faith joining God's pursuit of restoring lives. We hope you enjoy this week's podcast. Good morning, WCC. So can I just say that this season we've been in, this COVID-19 season, this election season just has me feeling stretched. I imagine it has many of us feeling stretched, you know, pulled in many different directions. I mean, we're, we're two days away from election day. We're, we're waiting to see what the season brings with COVID-19. We live in a moment where people are hurting and, and grieving while some are taking advantage of the hurt and grief. Racial injustice continues to be a headline, a trigger of greater hurt and grief. And then it's stirring those who just want to take advantage of the hurt and grief. Philadelphia is on fire and other cities are on edge. 500 children of migrant families are lost in the system. And, and then everything is a party political issue, including the things I just said, right? Like everything that I mentioned all of a sudden is associated with confusing points of view and contradictory facts seen as party political issues. Yet all of these things are just human issues. And yet in the midst of the confusion and contradictions, there's still truth. As if God's truth somehow has boundaries and limits. As if truth of God can't speak to lies and false narratives. If they're of a certain brand. So consequently, everyone is someone else's enemy. We live in a time where one of my professors, David Fitch, says... An enemy-making machine. It's a pattern society seems most committed to right now in this moment. And so on top of all that I just mentioned, humanity is lost. My humanity, your humanity, and their humanity, whoever they are. And each thing I highlighted directly impacts human beings, lives of someone else, lives that get lost in the politicization, contradiction, and confusion that some of us contribute to because it makes us uncomfortable or we just miss the humanity of the other. So yeah, we're stretched. For some of us, our emotions are stretched. For some of us, our minds are stretched. For some of us, our hearts are stretched. Some of us, our bodies are stretched. We feel it, it's everywhere, it seems all the time. And come Tuesday, we will simply enter into a new season of the same pattern no matter who wins the election. We will remain stretched. But here's the good news. No matter how much society pulls and stretches us, God wants to give us the power to stretch. He wants to teach us. We have to be willing to learn. See, the school we must attend in order to learn how to stretch is the church. Because it's only in the church that our ability is to stretch is, is, is actually strengthened. It's why I think Peter, when writing to Christians living in the time of Roman Emperor Nero, now this is before Nero began his campaign of unimaginable Christian persecution, that Peter writes about being stretched. 
And, 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 it, and it needs to be written because the, the church is on edge because Nero governs with fear and tyranny. Now, by history teaches us that Nero was probably mentally unstable. He was most definitely sexually immoral, self-centered, hungry for power and fame. And the church is living under this leadership. These fear-filled times. And everyone's on edge. And so Peter writes... This letter, and in what we call the fourth chapter, 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 7 through 8, Peter says this. He says, now the end of all things is near. Now, depending on how you interpret that, determines whether or not that's comforting or frightening, right? But he says it. He says, the end of all things is near. Therefore, be serious, which is to say be focused, and disciplined, which is to say be intentional. For what? For prayer. For being fully present with God, attentive to God's presence. And then he says this, above all, which is to say, before all things, and in order of importance, this is primal, this is first. He says, above all, maintain an intense love for each other, since love covers a multitude of sins. He says, maintain an intense love. Maintain, it means to keep or possess or to own it accepting the responsibility of ownership that you are responsible and I am responsible to do my part for you to do your part to love with an intense love. And that's the word I want to look at, the word intense. See, because in the Greek, it's ektenes, which means stretched out. It means an intense strain. It's a stretched out love. That's what Peter's saying. He's saying, above all things, you need to own your responsibility to love with a stretched out love. This is a, a prolonged, fervent love enfolded with patience and perseverance. It's a, it's a love that is unceasing, that is faithful. We are called, you and I are called to love our brothers and sisters in Christ, to love each other with a stretched out love. And I want you to know, stretched out doesn't mean flexible. Rather that it's far-reaching and able to wrap itself around anyone regardless of anything that stands in the way. It's an all-out kind of love. And it wants to provoke the imagination of stretching out to love others. Siectanes is a word that was often used to describe a horse's legs fully extending while galloping. It was also a, a, a word used in the field of medicine describing the stretching of a muscle to the limits, like the Grecian athletes are described as these runners whose muscles move at maximum output, straining and stretching to the limit in order to win the race. It's not an easy, sentimental kind of love. It's not a feelings-driven love, but it's a love that, that demands a person's emotional, physical, intellectual, and spiritual strength. It's straining at times, and at times it's just exhausting. But for love to truly be consistent, it must be these things, right? Like it's an intense love that we are called to have, and it's an intense love that we are called to keep. 
God promises by God's Spirit to give us the strength to keep it. That's why Peter, later on in this text, in 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 11, says, if anyone serves, like in other words, if, if you're going to commit to this way of life, then he says this, he says, it should be from the strength God provides, so that God may be glorified through Jesus Christ and everything. So see, here, here's the beauty of it. It's, it's not a question of can we love with a stretched out love. It's only a question of will we let God teach us how and give us the power to do it? If so, then in the words of the Mandalorian, you know, this is the way. <laughs> this is the way that we, that we choose a focused or Peter says serious and intentional, or he says disciplined, way of life that puts us in the presence of God and gives our attention to God consistently, which he calls prayer. See, a kingdom of God-shaped love is something we have to practice, even work at, just in the same way an athlete works on his or her skills. Love for us is not a matter of feelings, but of dedicated will. It's kind of love of habitual practice, and it's why we're called to this sense of seriousness and discipline in making sure that we are attentive of the presence of God in our lives. So come Wednesday, we'll continue to, to be stretched, all of us in different ways, and especially our love. But as long as we follow Jesus and take him seriously, a stretched out love is inevitable because a stretched out love is the way no matter what society says or no matter what's going on in society. It's when our love is stretched that our strengths and weaknesses are revealed. And what else will be revealed is the maturity or immaturity of our faith. Do we live in a society that just quits when it gets hard or we have a disagreement? And we just want to quit. That's an immature faith. I'm just, it just is. Because we're called to a stretched out love. And that language makes so much more sense when we understand the, the people, the church, and how they were having to live, when they were having to live at the time Peter wrote it, that we are called to this stretched out love, where in doing so, in pressing in and pressing on, our love is matured. Our faith is matured. It's refusing to give in to the enemy-making machine. It's, it's holding on to compassion. It's standing with the hurting and vulnerable. It's, it's admitting that there are hurting and vulnerable people. It's resisting the labeling and the backbiting. It's forgiving the insults and the injuries and choosing to love when love is hard. It's in these moments that God shows himself strong and gives us supernatural strength love with a stretched out love. Our love becomes resilient. But if we don't show up, if we quit, if we cave in to the enemy-making machine, if we ignore the suffering, pain, or rage of our brother and sister simply because we don't prefer it or get it or didn't experience it, or we even maybe dismiss it, we will possess a love that when stretched, breaks. If you and I press into this stretched-out love, the beauty and maturity of our faith will shine through the darkness, including the darkest moments of people's lives as we extend the love and hospitality of Christ to them. We'll be a people who deal out hope, grace, compassion in a hopeless, graceless, 
lacking compassion moments. And this will bring God glory. See, a love stretched out will also remind us of our own personal imperfections. It'll reveal where we need to grow and where we need to mature. We'll be humbled by our failures to love well and fully at times. Sometimes like these, that God may call us to repent, to listen to God and obey Him more intensely. And then He'll empower us through His Spirit and the teaching of His Word to be who He desires us to be for His glory and for the good of all people. See, our failure to possess a far-reaching, stretched-out love will remind us that we are imperfect people learning what it means to love more perfectly. We will be reminded that we are people under grace. Because of who God is and His gracious power working within us and between us, the revelation of the weaknesses within us individually and within us as a church will actually become our strength because we will become a humble people of deeper compassion and intensified love. We'll remember just how far God stretched out His love to us through the conviction that we have and become more compassionate in our commitment to stretch out in love to one another and to others. In other words, a love stretched out receives all people because we have been received by God's far-reaching, stretched-out love. It means possessing a love that knows no bounds. No matter how tired or exhausted our love may become, it is an intense love, a stretched-out love. And only we as a church, starting with you and me as Christ followers, will determine how far our love will stretch. Stretched out love to one another is how we as a church learn to love the unlovely and unlovable. It's how we learn to love in spite of insult and injury. It's, it's how we learn to love when love is not returned. It is a love that will not stand for unloving ways. It is a love that when it reaches the public square and streets of society, neighbor to neighbor, works for what is right and promotes what is just. It is a love that reaches far enough to welcome anyone, just like the love we see in Jesus. See, when a stretched out love, this intense love is practiced, it becomes a love that, as Peter said, covers a multitude of sins. First Peter 4, 8. Love covers a multitude of sins. See, Peter's quoting Proverbs 10, 12, which says, Hatred stirs up conflicts, but love covers all offenses. See, what when we, when we seek to love this way, because it's a love that promotes godliness, peace, righteousness, and justice, then all the things God values and offers to us in Christ becomes the focus of this kind of love promotes these beautiful and holy life-giving things. It's as 5th century church leader Leo the Great said when offering commentary to the same exact text. He said, Nothing is stronger against the wiles of the devil, dearly beloved, than the kindness, mercy, and generosity of love through which every sin is either avoided or conquered. See, receiving this kind of love moves us toward greater love, which moves us away from sin and disobedience and should move us away from supporting and upholding sin and disobedience. It's a love 
that covers a multitude of sins, not because it promotes a dismissal of sins, but because it promotes trusting God in obedience. It confronts sin, but with a view toward resolution, reconciliation, restoration, because that's what love does. It's a love that involves both seeking and receiving forgiveness. I think this is what Peter means when he says that this stretched out love covers a multitude of sin. Because it's a love that forgives, it seeks reconciliation. It's a love that brings compassion to condemnation. It is a love that brings mercy to malice. It is a love that brings beauty to brokenness. It is a love that brings healing to hurts. It is a love that brings justice to injustice. It is a love that requires wrongs be repaired. This is how love covers a multitude of sins. See, Peter knows this kind of love. Personally, because on the night Jesus was to be tried and soon to be crucified, Peter denied Jesus by lying when he was asked if he knew him. And yet after Jesus was resurrected, proving that he was everything he said he was, Peter found forgiveness. Jesus not only forgave Peter, he restored Peter. He gave Peter another chance to live fully into his love by offering him a meaningful role in the kingdom of God and work in the world. So Peter knows stretched out love and how it covers a multitude of sins and welcomes people in because it stretched out and covered his and welcomed him. See, it's important to remember that this kind of love that I'm talking about here and that Peter's talking about is a vertical us to God love. God loves us without condition and restraint. This is a you and me love. This is an us and them love. An us and them love that gets rid of the us versus them. A you and me love that gets rid of and keeps out the you versus me. Because this is the kind of love that Jesus loved us with. See, it's the same kind of love that caused Jesus to wash feet. It's the same kind of love that caused Jesus to pray so hard that he sweat drops of blood. It's the, it's the same love that led Jesus up the hill of Golgotha, carrying his own cross. It's the same love that allowed the Son of God's outstretched arms to be nailed to the cross. It's the same love that caused Jesus to be filled with the power of God and be resurrected. It's the same love that gives birth to true life, joy, and peace. It's, it's, it's Christ-following, Christ-empowered love, the kind of love that every child of God possesses within them by the power of the Holy Spirit. As Paul would once say, the fruit of the Spirit is love. See, the kingdom of God-empowered love is a love that is radically different from any kind of love the world offers. This also means it should look different, too. It's a love that you and I are capable of experiencing and extending. But only because God has provided the strength we need to love. See, God provides the strength. Will you and I provide the heart? See, when, when society sees this kind of stretched out love in an enemy-making machine, they'll have to take notice because they'll wonder where this kind of love comes from. Now, I think that's why Jesus said in John 13, 34, 
when he said, I give you a new command, love one another just as I have loved you. You must also love one another. And then later said, this is how the world will know that you're mine. How you love. We can love with a stretched out love because Christ stretched out his arms so that we might receive the love of God and then learn how to love. Beloved, we're going to be tired and feel stretched. We probably are. We're going to be exhausted. But the answer is not digging a hole and tucking our head in the sand. The answer is not avoiding the hard conversations. The answer is learning how to love with a stretched out love and then maintaining that love by owning our responsibility to love the way Christ loves and to do it as a church. And when that love reveals our imperfections, forgive and press on in the stretched out love of the stretched out arms of Christ. You're listening to the podcast of Williamsburg Christian Church, a community of faith joining God's pursuit of restoring lives. We hope you enjoy this week's podcast.